Welcome everyone to the Reflection Artist Live podcast hosted by myself, Justin Lobato. Set your calendars to tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time or 9 a.m. Pacific Time where I will be bringing you industry spotlight interviews live from my active detail shop or an industry event. So if you're curious about who is who and what is what in the detail industry, don't forget to subscribe and tune in every Wednesday for some of the most exclusive interviews. Okay, so we are officially live on social media. Today is Wednesday, August 11th. That's a great Wednesday because we have special guest Joel LaPalm. He is uh, IGL president for North America, uh, along with Jeff Carey, but he sees or we see a lot of his face more often. uh, And because of him representing the brand so well and and bringing it and I should say representing it the strongest here in North America from where it once was from 35 buyers to 5,200 plus buyers. So that's a huge, huge uh, difference in what he's done for uh, the detail community and the IGL community, of course. So we want to dive into how it all got started for him. And, you know, he's been in the industry now six years, but he's got a past life of success as well that he could, that adds value to what he's doing now. And so we want to dive into uh, how everything got started for him. And of course, thank you, Joel, for taking the time out of your day to, to come live on the Reflection Artist Live podcast. And again, you're number 40. So this is good. Oh. We've got some momentum. And um, that's that's a solid thing happening now. That My we're age. This. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one year away from that. I'm chasing you. I'm coming along. So <laughs> I but, wish uh, I was 40 again. Yeah. <laughs> so talk to me, Joel. Tell me how, um, you know, the backstory and all that and how all this got started. Well, you know what? Uh, I guess the best way to start is I I, I was in the f- uh, box store industry for 27 years or retail industry for 27 years, food mainly. Uh, I you know what I I I, I helped uh, develop and market uh, Price Club in Canada uh, in a management role. Uh, Price Club, a lot of you know it as Costco today. Uh, I've also helped introduce Staples uh, to Canada, which uh, we had started with Business Depot. We merged it with, with Staples. So I worked with the U.S. company and took control and looked after their interests in the Canadian entity. Um, worked with uh, companies like Home Depot, bringing in them into North America, into Canada also. So my experience is really managing people, building teams, and uh, introducing new concept, new companies. Uh, and I did that for about 27 years. Uh, after that, I was mainly in the food industry. So I worked uh, <clears throat> alongside of an older gentleman, Mr. Tomino, Nunzio Tomino. He founded uh, in 1956 a company called Aurora Importing in Canada. It was the largest importer of Italian goods. So everything from Bottoni pasta to bocce chocolates to Carapelli oil, uh, any big brand that you can You're making think me of. hungry. Yeah, <laughs> any big brand that you could think about of Italy, well, it was it was us. So I did that for quite a while and we developed new products. So uh, we saw a trend with pomegranate juice, you know, the uh, about 18 years ago, nobody knew what pomegranate juice was. It wasn't really developed at the time. <clears throat> and we saw the market and we saw the opportunity. So what I did 
is uh, Mr. Tamino said, we, we need to control that market. So I traveled to Azerbaijan, Turkey, Iran, and uh, Jordan, and I bought farms, pomegranate farms, so that if we could control the pomegranate, we could control the juice. So what we did is we were the largest private label manufacturer of pomegranate juice. Uh, so we made it for a lot of our large grocery chains. Uh, you, did they develop um, Mona V from that or was that a different? So the, 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 the thing about the pomegranate juice, it's almost like the pig. There's really no waste. Uh, and, and the best thing, to, the best way to, to, to explain it is the guys would come in on their bicycles, believe it or not, with baskets and we'd weigh them and they'd get paid, you know, $15 or whatever for the pomegranates, whatever they brought. The pomegranates would go into a basin of water and it, and it would flow down and they'd get all washed, all the dirt, all the mud. And then every pomegranate would get grabbed and cut, squeezed, so the concentrate, so the, the real juice would fall through and get cleaned out. What would stay on the screen would be the seeds and the skin. The seeds would be sent to Jerusalem to make pharmaceutical products. The skin was sent to Iran to make soles of shoes. So when you're looking at the sole of your shoe, it was actually made out of pomegranate skin uh, in certain places. So there was really no waste. And, and then wow. what we do is we would sell it concentrate uh, and then people could do what they want with it, right? Uh, so it was, it was a good thing. And then as it became more and more and more popular, the problem was is a lot of these countries were underdeveloped and kind of crooked a little bit. And uh, so as the borders would see more and more of this product go out, all of a sudden the guys at the airport would say, oh, we need to tax you uh, 50 cents a bottle going out today. You know, and it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't really a tax. It was, give me 50 cents a bottle and put yeah, it in my pocket. Yeah. Otherwise, the shit ain't leaving. So <laughs> I want some of that. <clears throat> yeah, because if you're going to make money, we want to make money too. And, and, and anyways, and so it was interesting. So I did a lot of that. I did a lot of traveling, developing, bringing new products to market and stuff like that. Uh, then I, I was sort of, when I left Aurora, I, I sort of semi-retired a little bit. I was doing still some consulting. Uh, what I did is I, I trained and teached sales teams uh, how to sell. You know, uh, there, there's a method to selling. It's sell yourself, product, service, and company. And it's in that order that people have to realize. Uh, because when you go in to sell something, if people don't like you, if you can't sell yourself, the rest doesn't happen. You know, and, and I don't know if you've ever noticed, but when you walk into a grocery store, the manager's office <coughs> always has a two-way glass. He can see out into the store, but you can never see in. So when salespeople would come into the stores, <clears throat> and when I had a store, I could see who's coming in. If it was a rep that I liked, like, you know, the Christy Cookie guy, I liked him. So I'd, I'd see him come in. I'd got out of my office. I'd say, hi, how are you doing? You know, and then uh, I don't know if the uh, uh, the guy from uh, Frito-Lay or whatever would come in and I didn't like him. I, you know, I just called the service desk. I'd say when he gets there and asks for me, I'm not here, you know, because he would never know if I was in or not. 
And, 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 and that's bad because you knew that the Frito-Lay guy would never get any extra display space in my store because I didn't like him. So when he's looking for an end cap, a wing, a display, uh, whatever, you know, it, it would never happen. So he, you know, but if the Humpty Dumpty guy came in and wanted to do <laughs> something with chips and I liked him, well, you can guarantee at Super Bowl, he had the biggest presence, right? So yeah. it's important to be, it's important to be honest with people. It's important to be truthful and not be fake and bullshit uh, people. And, uh, you know, uh, these are just key things. So when we started IGL, uh, it was kind of funny because I bought a detail shop locally for something to do. And uh, I was fun. I hired some people. Uh, I don't have much detailing experience. I, I know what I know because of learning from people like yourself, Justin or Rennie or whatever, you know, and, and, and traveling and, and seeing people. Uh, <clears throat> what, what I have is I have business experience. I have life experience. I've taken companies from zero to hero a uh, few times in my life. So I've been very fortunate with that. Uh, but I'm not going to teach a detailer out of detail. That's not my job. And I think there's too many people out there trying to teach detailers out of detail that shouldn't be detailing themselves. So let's be honest. You have history. You have knowledge. You've done your time. You've scraped your knuckles. You've fallen off the skateboard multiple times. Uh, you know, Rennie, same thing. Rennie, that's his life now. People don't understand that. They think, oh, he's got a beautiful shop up there. No, Rennie doesn't detail cars. Rennie, with his 30 years of military background, the military trained him how to train people in the methodology of how to do things. And what he's done is he's taken that experience and modified it to this industry. Just like you, everything you learn from the people that you look up to, you take the good, you leave the bad. If you take the bad, you're not very good at learning. So yeah. I always tell people, you know, and, and when you're when you're doing something, always have paper and pen. Yeah, or you take know? what works for you and the, what doesn't, then leave it behind. That way it modifies sure. to you, how you do things. Instead sure. of an exact duplication, then at that point you're just well, exactly. copycatting. Yeah, because if you're going into somewhere to learn and and the guy's got a, you know, a bay or a shop that holds 35 cars, you're coming from a two-car shop. So you've got to keep that in your mind when you're going into the class, okay? Like, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be wonderful. Those are aspirations and goals, but that's not realistic. So what can I learn from Justin or Rennie that I could take and apply today in my settings, in my situation – that's going to help me increase my sales and grow my company. And this is what I like to do. And I like to help people understand. And we're very fortunate in the IGL family. We've had in five years, I guess we've owned it now, Jeff and I, we've had a lot of our installers that have, and, and you know, a lot of them, yep. we've had a lot of our installers that have started mobile. Some have started with just like a one bay and today they're, they're growing. Some have multiple locations, uh, you know, yeah. and, not, and they're not growing to brag or to say that I, I'm growing. They're growing because they need to grow. Like they're at that, they're at that point where I'm running this one really well. I know what I'm doing. <clears throat> I'm making money. I think I can duplicate this now somewhere else. And that's what they're doing where sometimes you see people that 
just want to go from here to here, but they don't do anything in between here to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, what, I get guys and girls, whatever, maybe detailers that come to me at shows and they're like, oh, you know, I've been doing this for X amount of time. I'm happy with where I'm at. I don't need to charge what those other guys charge. I make my money. I go home and that's it. And it's like that they've just capped out. They don't see any other potential. They don't care for any other potential. And it's like, I get it. You're, you're, you're self-employed. You're making your money. You're, you're living your dream. But it's like, don't you want more? Like yeah. for any of your lifestyle of, 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 of growth, like of any level, like how do you just stop and just cruise control? Well, and, and I, I totally agree with that statement and the, and, and it's good. And the thing is, is you can grow your own business. Like you said, the people are in cruise control. It's a matter of showing them something. It's a matter of sitting down with them and saying, Justin, what in life did you do not have that you'd like to have tomorrow? You know, and when you bring those things to the surface, then you can then say, what do you think we need to do to help you get those things that you've just brought out and put on the piece of paper? I didn't, you did, right? So... our methodology is a little different. Like you can see all of our products. Okay. And we have, you know, I think we're up to 80 something students, uh, which is great. And, and I'll go over the IGL part about it in a bit, but the thing is, is how can, how can I make more money without going to look elsewhere? Because there's so much within it's like you, when you walk in your, when, when I walked into the grocery store, the best good example is every morning I'd come into the store and you know, when you walk into a bakery and you smell the bread, it smells so delicious, right? It smells yeah. amazing. <laughs> you know, you're walking into the store at 7 a.m. and all you smell is the, that a bread coming out of the proofer going into the oven. And, and, and I saw a problem with that. I saw a big problem with that. And, and nobody ever saw that in the grocery industry until I brought it up 18 years ago. And I said, this isn't right. And everybody said, well, what do you mean, Joel? I said, well, you know what? At 7 a.m., the store isn't open. At 7 a.m., there's no customers coming into my store. And the store smells the best. You know, the baguettes are fresh. They're not hard like a rock, right? Yeah. So, you know, and, and, and I said, what we need to do is we need to look at our traffic flow. So we realized that our traffic flow was 11 to 1.30. And then 4.30 to 7.30. That was when we, our customer count was at its peak. So what stops me from putting a rack of baguettes in the proofer at 10 a.m.? So when they come out and they're ready at 11.30, the people that are coming in, they're touching that for lunch and the damn thing's still hot. Right? Yeah. Grab a couple. Oh, yeah. You know? So what we did is we took our bakery shrinkage. So the stuff that we ended up throwing away at the end of the day, we had none. But what we ended up doing is we ended up putting an extra three, four racks a day in the proofer. So we made, we've increased the profitability within that. And it was just the same thing with bananas. Bananas ripe sitting there. So why are you taking bananas, putting them out at nine in the morning and next thing you know, at three o'clock in the afternoon, they're yellow. They're not green anymore. They're yellow. They're turning brown. These are good for banana bread now, not for bananas anymore, right? Yeah. So, and, and this is stuff that we we have to look at our businesses. I'm just giving you a context of the yeah. world, but look at our business <clears throat> and 
and at IGL, I get calls every week. And, and, and I don't know, maybe some of the other companies do too, but I get calls every week from customers. And it bothers me because it tells me that our detailers aren't do, always doing their job. And what happens is the customers call and I and my cell's always on. Anybody can reach me. And, and they say, I just had my car coded with IGL Kenzo last week. What do I need to do to maintain my car? And, and I do exactly what you just did. And I'm sitting there saying, holy shit, look at all this stuff. Look at all this stuff. Why is the customer not leaving the shop with some of this stuff in a bag with, with, a, with a piece of paper explaining, or even better, the detailer explaining on all of this stuff works? Because I'm a big preacher in the sense that if I own a McLaren or a Ferrari or a R8 or whatever, I have a C8. So I'm not going to take my C8 to Honda for an oil change. I take it to Chevrolet for an oil change. Okay. If I have a Lamborghini, I don't take it to Toyota. I take it to Lamborghini. So when somebody calls me and says, hey, I have a... SB3 uh, coding on my car. What do I need to do to maintain the car? Well, sir, you need to call SB3 or the person that installed it. And they'll be able to give you the proper products to maintain that coding. You know, where, whereas today, the majority of the market is, screw that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell them chemical guy. I'm going to sell them whatever I'm going to sell them. You know, it doesn't matter. But what people don't understand is companies work hard to make sure that their products work together yep. you, you know what i mean there's a reason why pns has all of these products right product because, synergy. because yeah this works with this it's not like i can grab any cap in the world and put it on right i can't grab you know this cap and put it on it, it doesn't uh, fit guys square peg it round hole it doesn't <laughs> work and it's the same thing when it comes to coatings and, and again, people are saying, well, that's crazy. You're sending somebody back to SB3. No, I'm doing the right thing. Because if I said to use my product and then he has a problem or it doesn't work out the way he's expecting it or whatever, it's not right. And the other thing is, I want to send them back to the detailers all the time. So when I get these calls, I, I'll suggest things, but I always tell them, go see the detailer. If you order from me, number one, you're going to pay $15 free. You go see the detail, you're not going to pay any freight. He's got it on his shelf. He'll be able to supply it to you right away. You know, and would I make more money selling it direct? Absolutely, I would. But that's me, one person. And that, that, that takes a lot of work to talk to a lot of customers. Where if we have 5,200 buyers and they're talking to customers every day, I can't do what they're all doing, me alone. So I want them to do the work. And you know what? They're all going to come to me for the product. So I'm not losing out. I'm going to win regardless. So if I can help them understand and how to grow their business more and become more successful, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to buy more product. But when, when I go into place and, and I get a lot of people call me, say, hey, I'd love to, to buy your product. I say, okay, well, tell me, what do you use today? Well, I use Car Pro, I use G Technique, I use Ceramic Pro, I use SB. And I, whoa, 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 stop there. You, you've got some fantastic brands you just mentioned. What you don't need IGL. You just need to focus on something that you already have and really concentrate and maybe grow. See which company out of the ones that you carry that you enjoy working with the most. And maybe give them a call and say, listen, I haven't been fair to your brand. 
I have, I, I haven't, I've been caring for other brands and I just haven't been fair. And I think I want to be fair to your brand and I want to work closer with you. Do I believe that every shop should have maybe a couple of brands or more? Yeah. I think that maybe you need a good, better, best. I don't see a problem with that. Mm. Uh, or maybe just a better, best, or maybe just a price point differential. Right. Yeah. Uh, but again, if, if you, if you've got a great relationship with a company and you're working hard and they're, and they're generating revenue for you, why are you trying to do something different? Yeah, because you may compromise that in some way, well, shape, or form. And a lot of people don't understand. IGL is owned by Ominent. Ominent is the mothership, okay? IGL is the brand that they own. Ominent is an R&D company. So that's what we are at source. We are a research and development business. We do a lot of OEM work for a lot of people in Asia, in Korea, in places like that. So we develop products specific for customer needs. And what we've done is that's how IGL became a, a spinoff, right? We've had these big, Ominent had these products and okay, these are detailing products. Let's create a detailing brand. And IGL is a brand that is owned by Ominent. But it, they are an R&D company first and foremost. And, and the best example I can give is the company IGL was founded in 2008, 2008. The first product was sold in 2014. Oh, wow. The first six years were all R&D. Okay. And you got to remember who the partners are. Okay. So you've got DuPont, Bear, BASF, Shinitsu, and Wacken. Okay. These are the five technology partners in the R&D with Omni. So there's a lot of testing going on. There's a lot of, we got to make sure it does what we say it's going to do. Otherwise we're not releasing. Just you the first I mean? two you named are pretty high profile. Oh, huge, brands. huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. And this is one of the reasons why we've been sort of fortunate where during, you know, the, the, the COVID and everything else that, We've been lucky to have product and being able to make product because uh, a lot of our partners make the raw materials that people are searching that can't get their hands on. They are so, the source. So, <laughs> so, so who do you think they're going to feed first themselves? Right. Yep. So that's, that's, that's why we're sort of lucky in the sense that the company's been lucky that way. And, and the fact that, you know, when, when Marine became a thing, uh, we were new, Jeff and I, with IGL because Marine's been out three years. We had only been with the company two years at that time. And I was getting upset. I, I, I want a Marine. I want a Marine. I want to be able to compete with everybody else that's out there selling Marine. And, and you know, and, and what I was always told is it's not there yet. We're not ready yet. We, and I said, okay, well, where are we? Well, we've been testing it for three years, but it, it's doing good, but we still have other tests to do. You know, these guys are looking at 20,000, whatever, uh, the splashing going on in a cubicle and to see that it's going to do whatever. And, and I get it. And, and again, it all has to do with, you know, they're, they're going to brand it IGL, but they may brand it something else too. So they got to make sure that it's going to do what it's going to do, you know? So that's why, again, I get, I get frustrated sometimes when, when I see things, you know, out there where you. How long do you own a car for, Justin? What's the what's the duration of you owning a vehicle? 
Uh, most average is three to five years. I mean, I personally, my last car was eight years. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So the majority of the people are not like me. I know that. Uh, you know, I just brought in my 2020 Tundra and picked up my 2021 today. Okay. Um, I had a 2018 C7. I got a 2021 C8. Okay. <laughs> my, my wife's Lexus GX was a 2020. It's now 2021. So I change them every year. But the thing is, is uh, I've never paid an oil change in, in eight years. I've never paid service at any dealership in eight years because my vehicle is always, always under a warranty. So I've never had to do anything. And when I do it, I always, you know, I, when I, when I flipped them, I always like the dealership the other day, he says, can I take your 2020? I'll put you in another one. Your payments will go down. And I'm sitting there saying, how are you going to make that happen? Well, because the Toyota program, I can't sell it at the auction. I have to follow the MSRP Toyota puts in place. Otherwise, they won't ship me any more new vehicles. But your truck, I can send to the auction. I can make 25, 30K on it. Because there's no trucks available. Yeah, I know. 80% of what we have right now is going south. Right? Because not just that, they're going to make it on the currency. So... You know, the Canadian dollar versus the U.S. is at about a buck 23, buck 25 today, which is good for us because usually it's a buck 30, buck 32, but it doesn't matter. So when you're when you're a Canadian selling to an American, you're making that extra money on the currency. But yet you as an American, you're saving that 30 cents a dollar. So you're paying for every dollar you're paying 70 cents. So you're happy. I'm happy. Everybody's happy. Right. So that's, that's just a cycle. But again, when you get to your shop, people need to look and really evaluate. I see a lot of shops, uh, you know, without naming names, but I, I've seen people post things where, you know, well, we quoted this card today and uh, it was this coding. We quoted this card today, it was that coding. We quoted this card today, it was... And I'm thinking, saying, if I was a customer walking into that shop, I couldn't even imagine how big the menu board would be. If you're carrying six coatings, that means you have to have six prep products, six aftercare products, six coatings, six, you know, what, what, what is it that you're doing on every car? You know, like you can't use just anything. Well, I'm going to use this on all of them. Well, is that what the manufacturer recommends for the ceramic coating that you're going to use? Well, no, they say I should use this. Okay. But if you're using this, why, why use that coating? You know, and, and, and it's frustrating because as a consumer, if I walked in and I saw that, I'd say, do I really want to leave my $300,000 car here? This guy looks confused. He doesn't even know what he wants to sell. But he does, right? And, that, and that's the thing. Well, I think a lot of people with that same subject that you're touching is they sell the brand. They don't sell the service. You know what I mean? And that's what muddies the water even more to make it more confusing versus like for us, for example, at my shop, I've been doing coding since late 2013. So with getting into it and a lot of R&D myself and taking what I feel is what's in the bottle, the formulation and seeing how that benefits me as the installer, the technician and getting the job done effectively, but also selling a good end product. And if I hit the mark on both of those categories, I'm happy, but not all products hit that way. 
So that's where I feel like I create categories based on more the longevity status. And that way I could pick the formula that fits that category. And if I ever have to change it due to evolution, there's no harm or foul and the customer's not knowing to say any difference. And that way I'm selling myself and my service a lot more than I am the brand on the bottle. And I think that that's very important. We've had people ask us, can I be IGL coding in Pittsburgh? Can I be IGL coding in Philadelphia? And first thing I say is no. Yeah. And they're like, why? <laughs> Ceramic Pro does it all the time. Well, that's because that benefits them. I don't want you to benefit me. I want you to benefit you. Bingo. So I think you should be just in Lobato detailing because no matter where you go, are you going to spend 10 years building IGL coatings in Pittsburgh and then move to Tampa Bay? What are you going to do? Call yourself IGL Pittsburgh in Tampa Bay? <laughs> But, 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 First but again, one ever. <laughs> yeah, but again, you, you know what I'm saying? I think it's, and people are saying, well, yeah, but you're not helping your brand. I'm helping my brand. You know why I'm helping my brand? Because I'm being goddamn honest with these guys. And I want to be honest with them. And I want to teach them the rights and wrongs. And I don't want to be that guy that, hey, everybody, you need to wear my thing. You need to have my, no, I don't want that. I want you to leave. If you go to IGL training center, you're not going to go there and and learn on how to correct a car before coding a car uh, if that's not part of the class. You know, I see this a lot. I just saw this recently. I saw they had a, a coding application class and, and they were teaching people how to paint correct. But I'm looking at the people that are at that class and I'm thinking, that guy's got 30 years experience in correction. What a waste of time for him. What a waste of his money. What a waste of his energy you know if if he went there to learn how to maybe or to get that coding he should have gone there and teach me how to code i'm only need to be here an hour an hour and a half i don't need to be here to learn how to paint correctly in a car i got 30 years the guy that's teaching has only got four years and the guy that's learning has got 30 years makes no sense it'd be like me walking into your shop and telling you about pads and how to use them and this and that. Are you kidding me? Not a chance. If I walk into your shop, Justin, I'm going to say, Justin, pull out your P&L. Let's sit down. I got you. Which one do you want? This last month? This last year? But you, 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 you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Because, and that's being because in order that's where about. I can sit down and give you honest, <clears throat> truthful value. Yep. And I can say, you're doing this right. You're not doing this right. These are opportunities that you're missing. Let's go walk your shop. Let's go take a look. I open cabinets and I see coatings after coatings and after co I, I, I freak out. I keep telling people, what do you need to do that? If you order from us today on Monday, you'll get it latest Wednesday or Thursday. So why do you need to tie up all your money? Because what's going to happen one day when something happens, bad luck, and bad luck happens, right? We all know that. Oh, yeah. And you can't pay your rent one month or you can't pay your cell phone one month. And you go in that cabinet and all you see is IGL products. Who do you think you're going to swear at deep down inside? What the fuck am I doing all this product? You know, you're going to be pissed at me. I don't want that. I want you to keep your money in your pocket and invest it where you need to invest it to grow your business the way you need to grow it at the time you need to grow it. And that's the keys to being a successful business. And that's why Price Club, Costco, and, I, and being a director there, you learn, I learned a lot of stuff. So picture this. So 
their terms are pregnant terms. I don't know if you understand what pregnant terms are. Pregnant terms are 90 days. Okay. So a lot of times they don't have to pay anybody for 90 days. But what they do <clears throat> is they negotiate in their contracts. They'll say, okay, I'm buying three tractor trailers of this. I don't, I get 90 days. But if I pay it in 30, you're going to give me an extra two and a half percent off, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. I'll give you an extra two and a half percent off. Perfect. Did you know that Costco flips a warehouse every 18 days? So if a warehouse is holding figuratively, I don't know, let's say $25 million in inventory, that 25 million will flip every 18 days. So they've made the money in 18 days that they don't have to pay for nine. So they're factoring their money now. They're going to put their money, invest their money, make more interest, more money, and buy it out. Unless you want to give me that deal where you're going to give me an extra discount and then I'll pay you down. Right? Damn. So there's a lot of things that people don't understand. Most companies, some of the most successful companies don't make money selling you what they sell. They make money on other ways with the money that you use to buy what they sell. Okay. So that might be a little too bit heavy for a lot of people. And I apologize if it is, but it just goes back to the point that work with the people that you want to work with, but make sure that it's not a, it's not a fanfare. You know what I mean? Like there's too many people out there doing fanfare stuff. And I, and I, and I'm sorry, but again, I'll go back to, I want to be a millionaire. I'm going to listen to people that are millionaires, right? I want to learn from people that know things. I, I don't want to listen to people that don't know things. Uh, you know, if I want to increase my finances, I'm not going to listen to somebody who's gone bankrupt. I want to listen to somebody who's made a lot of money and who's built their business well. Yeah, and continuously. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of mistakes that are made along the way, but you learn from those mistakes. To you learn from yourself. those mistakes yeah. or are they repetitive? If <clears> I go look back at your history, what am I going to find? And this is key. When I talk about history, I think I mentioned to you this before we started this, is I think that what needs to happen is the people that are attending classes, they're paying to go to a class. They're paying to come to the IGL training center. They should be interviewing me. They should be asking me questions. And if they don't like my answers, they shouldn't be paying me. They shouldn't be coming to my classes. You know what I mean? You got to understand that the person is going to teach you. What are they going to teach you? What's their background? What's their history that ties in that says that they're qualified to teach you what they're going to teach you? Okay. So if I go and learn about pads and Buffett China and how to learn, you're qualified. The picture's behind you. It tells me everything. It tells me that you've educated yourself on this stuff. You know everything about this stuff. You can tell me the history of the pads, how they work, how they're going to use, how long they're going to last, depending on what compounds I use. You know, let's get serious. Let's learn about it. And this is the other thing is too many trainings are just, okay, give me the X amount and you'll be done in five hours. I'm going to give you a piece of paper. You know what I mean? So if all you wanted is the piece of paper, pay me, I'll give you the piece of paper. But that's not what I want for you. I want, I want you to have more than the paper. I want you to be able to say that, you know, hey, I went to IGL Coatings training. 
I was buying on average 500 bucks a month from them. Since I went to their training, my sales have increased 22%. I'm now buying 12 to $1,400 a month from them. So obviously it worked. You did something right. Because if I go to a training to learn how to put this <clears throat> coating on, and I've already got this coating, okay? I'm using this coating every day. And I go to learn how to use this coating. And I look at the end of the month and my sales are the same. What happened? All I did is I took away from this and I gave it to this. I increased nothing. If I have this and I bring this and my sales are up, you know, 2,000, 3,000 bucks, then bingo, bango. Yep. This was a good move, right? But if I add this and I put brought this and now, you know what happens is now I got to buy two inventories, right? I got to buy inventory from this, inventory from that. So now I've got two, lots of money sitting on my shelf and my sales haven't gone up, but my expenses went up quite a bit because now I had to buy this whole other company. Now I'm going to probably have to buy a couple of hats for that company, a couple of shirts, <laughs> right? Because, you know, we all sell hats and shirts. But, and, and, and again, I, I'm not telling anybody that we're better than anybody. There's a lot of fantastic brands out there. I just think that no matter how you choose or what you choose to work with and who you choose to work with, it's time to scrutinize that. Yeah. You know, you really got to scrutinize that. You know, we got Jen. Okay, Jen's been uh, detailing. Uh, a lot of people think she's younger than she is. Sorry, Jen. I love you to death. But Jen's been detailing for 25 years. People would say, there's no goddamn way. She didn't start when she was two. Jen's not two. Okay? But, but that's an example. So she's got experience. She's done it. She's worked with companies. She's, she's learned a lot from people like yourselves and Rupes and, uh, you know, she's been there, done it all. She, and, and listen, I don't think she works on much, many cars under a value of probably three, 400 grand anyways. Yeah. She so, works on some pretty badass stuff. She just had another Bugatti in there yesterday, Chiron or Chiron. See, that's how much I know little about cars. I can't even tell you what it is. You know what I mean? My wife knows everything about our C8. I don't even know nothing. My wife, <laughs> she'll tell you it'll go zero to hundred in this much. It's got a seven hundred horsepower. And I'm, I'm like, it, it rides really nice. I'm have a hard time getting in and out because I'm a little chubby. But besides that, it rides really nice. That's what I know about the C8, right? Yeah, I know how to drive it. That's about <laughs> it. Pump yeah. gas, drive, go. <laughs> you want the technical? Talk to the wife. She's the pro. <laughs> but then you got like Marcus. Marcus is he's ex-military. You know. He's had training. He was a leader. He was a team leader in the military, what he did, right? So he managed people. He's done that, you know, and 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 he was involved in uh, in CART for the military, chemical agent resistance coatings. That was that was his background. So he's got stuff that even IGL doesn't really, I mean, our some of our products maybe in the future, but not right now. And and I think that it's cool that Marcus has got that here that he can share some with people, right? So again, I think when you come to an IGL coatings class, if you're, in, unless you're going to learn how to do a paint correction class, which is specifically on paint correction, they'll teach you that, but it'll be focused on that. If you're coming to learn on how to apply a coating, you know, first question we're gonna ask is, do you know how to paint correct? 
And if you say no, well, then we're going to send you to the paint correction class first. Then you're going to come to the coatings class. But for me to take three hours to teach 10 people on how to properly paint correct a car, I think I'm jipping somebody. I think I'm not offering the value of what they're paying to come to a class. Do you agree? No, I agree. And I think that and if, if it is that approach, it needs to be, you know, broke down in bullet points so the, the students or people paying for the course know exactly what they're paying for. And they also, you know, the, the trainer or whoever is selling the course needs to make sure that that information gets across. Like when people call me for my one day extreme training, I ask them, you know, are you experienced or are you a beginner? Because I really don't want experience, guys. I'm trying to help people grow. Now, granted, yeah. some people have more time in the industry, but they may be green on the paint correction side. They may have just wash and whack cars for the last 20 years. So they're a perfect candidate. But if you've already been doing paint correction and coding, then you're really not a fit for our class. I don't want to just take your money. And that's yeah. how I kind of profile that. But I agree. Yeah, you should definitely explain what you're offering and what time goes into that offering the segments of the day. So it is a good fit for that person spending their money so they get a good return on their investment or just overall make a good investment with your training. Yeah. And, and, and you know, when I, I look at it, the first indication to me is I always look at materials. I always look at what the company is putting out, uh, you know, as far as marketing materials or, or what's the support that the company has for the detailers. Uh, you know, I think that's super important. Uh, you know, we, we, we work hard with our detailers. Uh, we, we have a team of mentors. We have 18 mentors and some that are specific to industry. So we have uh, two or three that are specific to the marine industry. We have uh, some that are specific and are better for uh, Eclipse, industrial commercial coatings. We have some that are just general guys that do a little bit of everything. Some that are better on RVs. You know, so if somebody calls and they have a specific problem, we're also very fortunate because we're six continents, 64 countries plus that we have people around the world. So if you happen to be that guy that works at 2 a.m. coding a car and something happens and you screwed up, uh, you know, we're lucky. We got Danny Chong. It's two in the afternoon where he is. So, you know, they can reach out to Danny. He's one of our mentors. You know, so we have about four or five mentors on the other side of the world that are available for when we're sleeping here to be able to help the guys that work at two, three o'clock, because listen, in Florida, let's be honest, sometimes it gets pretty damn humid. And the only yeah. time to code a car is at two or three in the morning. Yeah. Or late right? evening or early, early morning. Yeah. So it's nice to know that you, you're not alone. It's nice to know that you have that backup. Right. And that's something that we do as a company. Uh, to help our people and, and, it, and it works and people love the fact that they can talk to Danny Chong anytime you know Danny's one of the best he's listen I think he was he, nobody Danny's late 60s okay and uh, Danny was the first ever to install a ceramic coating on a vehicle in the world okay first ever that's a long time ago so I can imagine how that application was <laughs> you know, but, that, but that's the thing, right? Because the Asians created it and he applied it and he went back. He was the feedback guy. So, you know, there's a lot of things like that that people just don't get, you know, and, and, and the fact that, uh, you know, everybody's trying to be a brand today, too. You know, I think that, uh, again, I, I congratulate those who do it and do it successfully. Uh, but what I want to do is I want to go back to that PL. 
how much time is it taken away from you growing your business and how much focus are you taking away? You know, I talk to a lot of detailers where I've actually convinced them of different things where I've had detailers saying, I, I suck with people. I'm no good. I'm really, really good at what I do. I'm really, really good at installing, correcting. Nobody will beat me in the world, but I'm not very personable. Yeah, a lot of them like that, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's okay. That's okay. Do you have a wife? <laughs> Is she working? If not, maybe involve her in the business or maybe hire somebody that's really personable and everything. Because you know what? The more that you take your focus off of what you're not good at, what you're good at, you're, 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 deter you're deterring away from the money and, and you don't want to do that. You know, like Justin, in your case, you're good at communicating. You're good at training. You're good at growing. Uh, you know, congratulations on your new job with auto geek too. I think that's awesome. Thank and you're you. going to be training a lot of people to do a lot of things, but people don't realize that the shop is still running. Okay. You just did the smart thing. You've got the right people in the right place to do that job. And let's be honest, it's like this in any industry. You're not promotable unless somebody can step into your shoes and do your job. So you could not have done and accepted the auto geek thing if you didn't have somebody that you felt comfortable with that you know could operate your main business. It's like your restaurant business. Yep. I'm sure you don't spend a lot of time there. Nope. Because you don't have a lot of time to spend there. But I'm sure you trust the people that are running it for you because you've done the process of hiring the right people in your mind, you and your team. Yeah. And there's a main operator in place that's also a majority owner that takes the responsibility and full integrity of making sure that that boat runs full throttle. And, and that's the key, right? And yep. that's why I keep telling people, I'm never going to teach anybody out of detail. But if you want to talk business... You want to talk about how to be successful in your business? I can maybe help. You know, and that's what you'll get out of an IGL training is that when you leave, that's why you, you've been to our new training center. You saw the layout. Yeah. That's, that's why I honestly believe in my heart of heart is that the majority of the training and the majority of the wow that people are going to get when they leave their is going to be out of that classroom, not out of that shop. That's my honest to God belief. Because I want people to leave there confident in, in, in taking, because you can go anywhere, you can learn anything. I can go learn how to change oil. But if I don't have a garage and I don't, and I don't know, you know how to get the customers in to do the oil changes on, what's the sense of me knowing how to change oil? So if I know how to apply a coating, that's great. Any, any company can teach anybody how to apply a coating, right? Let's be honest. Applying yeah. a coating is the easiest part of the whole goddamn process, right? It's simple. It takes an hour and a bit, and we're done. We're applying a coating. Now, people always say, why don't you have a car at SEMA? Why don't you show your coating? You know what I do? I point to the G-Technique booth. I point to the Ceramic Pro booth. I point to every... You want to see what my coating looks like? It looks like that. It looks like that. It looks like that. You, you could put 10 cars side by side that are coded. You would not know which cars coded with what. Nope. Okay. But yet you're going to have people tell you, oh, yes, mine. I don't mind. Da, 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 da. Mine's a lifetime coding. Come on. Oh, no, that's a lifetime. 
But then when you talk to them, you have to do this every six months or this every year. Well, yeah, I guess it is a lifetime, you know, because you're doing something to it every year. But let's be real. First thing I would do is if a customer walked into my shop and said, I want a lifetime coating, how long are you going to own your vehicle for, sir? Well, I get rid of them every three years. So why don't we get you the best goddamn three-year coating we can at the best price we can get it applied on the car for? Yep. That way in three years when you get another vehicle, it's affordable again. <laughs> right? Right? And this is the factors. So the people that are out there saying, well, I can sell you this. Oh, mine is self-healing. Oh, my God, it's the best thing, self-healing. Look, <laughs> let's scratch it. So then you take a blow dryer, it self-heals. Let's scratch it. Well, let's take a blow. Well, what happened here? Well, because it doesn't self-heal twice on the same line. Oh, nobody told me that part. Oh, what happened? So now when I drive through the bush with my truck, I got to make sure that the branch doesn't hit the scratch that I previously had on my vehicle, you know? And this is the, this is the BS. Yeah. The if good, bad, and the ugly, they don't tell you, they just tell you the good and then oh, they brush over a little bit oh. of the bad. <laughs> and, and you know what? And kudos to my friends at CP. They don't do that anymore. You don't see any more commercials with the fire on the car and the, the, the this and banging the car with a hammer. They don't, that, 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 that's gone. That, that bullshit's gone. Let's, let's all, as detailers, we're trying to build a better industry. Mm -hmm. You know, the IDA is something that's pretty amazing. You know, and then I see people trying to mimic that and come up with their own version of the IDA and this and that. And you know Good what? Luck. I'm not for that. There, there's something that exists. There's something that's great. Uh, there's something that people that are behind it are great. Uh, you know, and I think that it, it, it really represents the industry well. I think that uh, as detailers, as much as the IDA has a code of ethics, as detailers, we should all read that and we should all apply it into our own businesses. You know, if you decided within yourself to spend the money to join the IDA, you need to follow what the IDA is doing. Don't just join it for the sake of having a sticker on your door. No. The IDA doesn't need your money that bad. The IDA is looking for people that want to be a good picture for them as much as you want to be a good picture for the IDA. It's a, it's a joint thing. You know what I mean? We put IDA on a lot of our shirts, like, uh, you know, that IGL is a, is a proud member of the IDA. And we're a proud member in, in around the world, like in, in, in Europe, in Asia. And you know what I mean? And, th and that's the nice thing, right? It tells the same story wherever it goes. It's like IGL. We're not going to tell a different story. Kenzo is not a lifetime coding in Australia. No, it's still a five-year coding, same as it is in North America, same as it is in India, same as it is in Bangladesh or yeah. Dubai. You know, and, and, and I think that that's very, very important because you go from shop to shop and some people say, oh, it's lifetime warranty here. And, and I get that that's a shop warranty and I get that you can do whatever you want in your shop. Uh, but, you know, people are going to say, well, why is IGL saying it's five year and you're saying it's a lifetime? You know, and, and well, yeah, but I sell a program where you got to follow to maintain it. Da, da, da. Good for you. But don't change the durability of a coding because your marketing program says different. So what I would do is I'd say it's a five-year coding. However, if you buy this program, our shop will, 
you know, look after it for the durability of the car. Yeah, we'll meet, we'll achieve or exceed. That's if right. You, if you go with this program, we can help That's you right. ex- achieve five years easily, but we'll yeah. definitely help you exceed that if you stay with this program. That's right. And it costs you X amount. Bingo. It, and there's no, and that point, five years is not an expiration. It's just a time frame from the manufacturer. No. And, and you know what? In all of our coatings, we always say it's X amount of years or X amount of miles. You know, because you look at my Tundra that I just brought back today, my 2020, it had 70, 71,000 clicks on it. And it's a 2020. I put a lot of mileage on my vehicles, right? Because I work for my wife six days a month, too. She's a slave driver. (laughs) (laughs) Well, since we're talking about products, we are coming up short on time, Joel, and I don't want to cut you short. But I do want you to give me a quick review on the products that you just released. And then yep. maybe touch on some of the stuff that you are looking forward to showing at SEMA. So we, we just released Blizzard, which is our uh, foaming soap. Uh, I think it's the first one on the market that's dilutable one to 150. So uh, a 500 ml bottle, just half a capful, a capful. And uh, a lot of people have seen a lot of the videos. Jen's posted videos. So you can go on YouTube and uh Google Blizzard from IGL Coatings. You'll see the video. You'll see how it suds. The nice thing about it is, is it's chemical free. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, again, following the IGL brand, we like to stay green. You know, like our APC is, there's no chemicals in our APC. Our APC is a soy. It's soy-based APC. Uh, you know, and the best part about a soy-based APC is it's so high in alkaline because soy is very high in alkaline, that if you happen to come in in the morning and realize, oh my God, I got a coating and I didn't wipe off and I got high spots, what do I do? I got to, re- no, you just put a little bit of multi on the rag, it'll wipe it off. It'll wipe any coating off. You know, so it's just learning products and educating yourselves. So SEMA, we're really excited. Uh, we're going to be talking to our detailers about generating revenue uh, nice. that, that is going to be different than working with vehicles. So we're going to be talking about uh, Aegis and Armor, two products that IGO will be releasing that have really not a lot to do with vehicles. Uh, more industrial commercial, uh, but more, more geared to fleets, more geared to municipalities, more geared to uh, serious money for a detailer. Serious, serious money. Additional streams of revenue. Outside. Additional streams of revenue that, uh, you know, listen, let's be honest. For a detailer to make $55,000, he's got to generate $386,000 in sales. Okay. So if you want to be a $100,000 shop, you got to generate $822,000 in sales. And that's just a fact. Because after you buy your products, you buy your, you buy everything you buy, all your equipment, all your expenses, everything, you know, unless you're doing things. Oh, so you're telling me, let me get this right. You're telling me that your gross revenue is not your gross income. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Boom. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? You see that a lot because you'll see, you'll see people order an $8 product and pay $15 shipping. And these are the people that I want to sit down and say, can we please look at your P&L? I want yeah. to teach you how to make money and smart money. Yeah. I want you to stop spending foolishly. And, and, and I get it. Sometimes you might not have a choice and you might not have the money, but let's teach you how to get the money so that you don't have to reoccur that mistake many, many times. Otherwise, you're going to end up like some shops go bankrupt. 
because yeah. you just don't learn from your lessons. Or Peter's robbing Paul the whole time, and you're just, you know, one check's putting another check, and that's that's about the extent of it. Exactly, right? Everybody could talk a great game, right? But let's be honest, Wayne Gretzky needed Mark Messier. He needed a lot of the guys. He needed the lows. He needed a lot of the guys to get the goals he got. Wayne Gretzky can't do it on his own because you know what? He's going to get in a corner. He's going to get hit hard. If he doesn't got a Joel to go fight the guy in the corner, right? <laughs> it ain't going to happen. And this is a true story. Look and it up on YouTube. Story. And this is a true Joel's story. Joel's got flat knuckles because he's knocked too many helmets yeah, there's, around. There's no why he's knuckles. so aggressive no in business. <laughs> but, but this is the thing, right? Everybody needs that. Everybody needs that partner. Everybody needs that friend, that ear, that protector, that somebody who's looking out for them, you know? And, 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 and I think that I'll leave it there because I think it's been a great podcast and I thank you for inviting me. Yeah. And so last words of uh, encouragement or some, some uh, something that you could put out as a, as a... well, the, 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 the thing that I want to encourage people is before you spend money on, any type of trainings, do your due diligence, interview the trainer, ask them what their experience is, ask them what their life story is. You know, take a look at them, Google them, find out about them. You know, I don't know, you Google me, I pop up on Wikipedia. <laughs> so, you know, there's not many secrets, but whatever. But I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta, you really gotta know what you're doing and, and, and consider your money precious. Yeah. You know, some people, some people just like going for lunch. I'll go for lunch every day. I'll spend money every day. And then at the end of the month, you figure out where, where, what happened to my lunch? Well, you know, your lunch expenses this month were $3,200. But I eat $3,200 worth of lunches. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Well, that's because your gross is your income. Yeah. And that's the problem, right? That's How many times problem. have you ever seen a shop where the guy... I, I've been into shops where the guy comes in to pay the bill, the guy puts it in his pocket, and then after that he says, okay, let's go for dinner, Joel, and we'll go for dinner, and he's going to order a round of drinks, and where do you think he's getting the money from to pay for the round of drinks? Yeah. The, the pocket. And then that's when I say, no, I'll buy mm -hmm. the drinks. That's got to go for something else. And they're like, well, what do you mean? Well, you took that money into your business. It should be building your business. You buying me a drink isn't going to be building your business. Let me buy you a drink because me buying you a drink is building my business because you're going to buy more products. From me. <laughs> and the more drinks I buy you, the bigger the product list. Well, gets. <laughs> and the thing is, is if you're buying me a drink, I'm not going to your shop to get my car detail, Justin, as much as I like you. Yeah. I'm not going to be spending money at your shop. So don't do that. Yeah, I agree. Right. I agree. So that's one thing. So that's what I want to say. Please, everybody advice. watch your watch. You work so damn hard for your money. Watch how you'd spend it. Don't get con. There's a lot of con artists right now. And uh, listen, they're going to disappear. They're not going to last. They never do. Uh, you know, and, and and work with the people that have the history. Yeah. You know, listen to people like Rennie. Listen to people like Justin. Uh, you can listen to me, just not on the detailing side. Uh, but, uh, you know, there, there's good people out there and there's people with a lot of experience and be wise. And it doesn't matter what brand you use, support them and support them good. And if you are using a brand, learn about their other products and what they can do to benefit whatever you're doing with them and how you can increase your intake using less SKUs. Because the more brands you deal with, 
believe it or not, the more your costs go up. Because if you have to pay shipping from me, from him, from him, that's a cost. That's part of your PL. And that's why we got to look at the PLs, right? These are important things. People think, well, there's nothing wrong with me having three coatings. Yeah, but you're paying $15 shipping from three companies. How many times you order from each of those companies? How much could you have saved in a year, right? How much now, now you're sending people to three different trainings? How much could you have saved? Because if you look at the investment that you make with the brand and you see the sales that you make with the brand, hopefully they overtop the investment. That's the key. Well, I appreciate the time and the advice is always solid from you. And, Thank you. you know, with, with the background you have and, and being part and lead of IGL, it's, it's an amazing opportunity to have you in our industry for that reason. So thank you thank very you. much, Joel. And of course, to Jeff as well. Thank him. Yeah. But yeah. thank you for being on our podcast, Reflection Artist Live, again, number 40, and uh, keeping the numbers going. And <laughs> I'm happy. Definitely, yes, it was a great podcast. So yeah. I hope people listen and uh, whether they're on the road, in the shop, at home, whatever the case may be. Uh, I want to thank everybody who took the time to listen. Thank you. And uh, on behalf of Buff and Shine, thank you as well. And if anybody ever has any questions for me, do you mind I drop my number? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was going to ask you to leave your so information. So if anybody ever has any question, and again, it doesn't matter if you use our brand or not, uh, you can call me anytime. And Justin will attest to that. Uh, my phone number is 647-456-7764. That's 647 456 seven seven six four and my email is j l a p a l m e at igl codings with an s usa.com feel free reach out to me anytime anybody and uh love to have a conversation with anybody well thank you joel and you have Cheers. a good rest of your day and everybody else that was listening thank you guys and have a good rest of your day as well Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in this week to Reflection Artist Live. We hope you had fun and learned something new. If you missed an episode or are looking for more, check us out on our social media or podcast platforms. And join us next week when we have another amazing guest. Don't miss it. We'll be talking business, life, and detailing. Also, don't forget to check out buffandshine.com for a variety of buffing pads and accessories for your detailing arsenal.